everybody. How's it going? It's... I don't need a theme song to start, but... He doesn't, but, but my I dad do does. because I'm old. I, I'm old. I can just start talking right off the gate. Right out the gate. Well, how how nice for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, week three of fuck you coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And uh, is, is it week three? Yeah, since the lockdown, right? I think it's week four. I think it's week it's four. Just, yeah, fuck, now we're losing t- track of time. We are. I mean, I think we're starting week four. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's. I think you're right. I we'll think probably three uh, weeks. release the Official. episode week five, and then because we, I it's was all over. I was kind of doing it the week before, so I'm. Our, I feel like I'm a month into this. Already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my friend Danny Torres, the painter. Um, he he goes, you know, quarantine. He goes, I call that Tuesday. You yeah, know? I mean, right. he's, he's always uh, kind of locked down and uh, somewhat some solitary. Yeah. I've yeah. been playing a shameful amount of. Uh, video games uh, me too been, really yeah what have you been playing do you do you have ps4 no okay. so right. i i <laughs> well this is over well, no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding welcome to the max and tony show where i'm doing the show with a couple 10 year olds i know? don't feel i have some funny stories that i could probably well, talk to you about but you you go what's your gaming experience i, I had i i loved games when i was younger and was obsessive about him and when i got divorced and i was at home depressed by myself yeah i bought a video game got into him again and then just you know i was sitting on the couch i looked to my left there was a pack of cigarettes in front of me was a half-eaten pizza to my right was a coca-cola and my hand was getting sore because i was making my character online work out and pump iron while i was sitting on the couch being a fat slob and i was like I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And and that was like 15 years ago. Okay. So coronavirus comes and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind playing a game, one game. Right. So I found an Xbox 360, which is 10-year-old technology. You got yeah. Grand Theft Auto? I, I probably will, because that was the last game I played, the one where I had to work out my character. But Before, Was it 4? San Andreas. It was either San Andreas, no, and then there was Liberty City or whatever. Liberty City it was, was before four, that. I or was think, the yeah. four, it was like the fourth one. It was yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. yeah. San Andreas was before that. I guess. Okay. Yeah, you probably played San Andreas yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It was for definitely me, San this Andreas, is yeah. like listening to two gerbils talk. I have no idea. You don't. What, you don't. But I'll, but I'll put it in. I'll put it in terms you will understand. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. So, so I always love the mythology behind the Fallout series, which is a series of games, basically in a Mad Max type world, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. You know, yeah. scrounging with old technology to make weapons and stuff. Right, and you go around killing a lot of people yeah i played fallout 2 which was a pc game in the 90s okay. and loved it so i always wanted to play fallout new, new vegas yeah which was a really popular game 10 years ago so i'm like i probably have logged 30 hours on that game in the last yeah. week since i bought wow. it. but 55 dollars at a pawn shop and yeah uh, i think it was 15 bucks from uh best buy yeah and so, you know, for $75, I have plenty of entertainment for the next month. Yeah. That's so I'm I've like, never played a yeah. video game. I'm like, uh, if you like shooting, shoot up. I movies. only have, I only, you might, if you, you know, we played, no, we played Goldeneye. I'd make you play Goldeneye, but. Oh, when you were little. Yeah. He, he had, he had and you just, he just yeah. joystick himself into the corner, couldn't get out. And then little me was. Picking him off. But, uh, no, no, I like, but I do like the. I like the basketball games. I suck at any other sports games. Like when people were like, "You play Madden," I'm like, "No, I don't. I actually really suck at at both the video game and the real sport. So mm-hmm. I can't. I can't really <laughs> do that. So I like basketball. That's about the only sports game I do. And then I like the games where you can like steal cars and shoot people. That's yeah. the, the, that's the Rockstar games, yeah. pretty much, or yeah. uh, the Red Dead. Yeah, I played that way back was, in the day too. That yeah. was a good one, which yeah. is a western. Red Dead was set. You were just like a gunslinger in the west. Yeah, yeah. but I never went online. Yeah, but I finally coughed up ten bucks this month to go online and just be like, okay, I'm so bored. What's what's going on? I was like, everyone must be online anyway. Sure. I played basketball yesterday, and you can make this little individual basketball character. You can make your own player, and I go in, I play, and this little kid. Is like, hey, um, and my my name is Fitz TV. I I made it a long time. He goes, hey, Fitz TV. 
Get off the court. You suck. You fucking well, what, suck. Some, some kid. <laughs> what, people are watching and, you do this. And like, oh I'm, yeah, he's playing against him. Yeah, and they can talk to each other. And he over just a presses a button. You press a button and you can tune in. And you could see and some little like like nine year old is like blowing you shit. <laughs> you yes. Fucking. Find and this I'm little playing, find this no, little prick and slap the shit I'm, out of I'm him. I'm play. I'm playing the game and I don't have a microphone, so I'm just like. <laughs> You can't just getting okay. a, yeah. You're just getting abused by this yeah. little yeah. asshole. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I'm gonna buy you a microphone. Tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how to link my. Hey Fitz, get off my my, my <laughs> headphones. Hey so Fitz TV, you yeah. suck. You suck. Get off the court. Oh and my I, god. And like my players, like I've been playing computers with it, so it's like the highest rating. He goes, "You're a 99 overall rating right now. How? Well, how are you? Doing? I was like, I gotta get off this. I was like, this is embarrassing. I I say you find this little shit, you know, <laughs> and you just fucking. Yeah. Dribble his fucking yeah. head. There was a know? movie where they did that. Oh, uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh yeah, yeah, where yeah. they find the or they find kids the, the guy <laughs> talking like shit on the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah they like walk up with a big yeah. printout. Yeah. Did you say that we suck balls? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I mean the the internet and uh, just online social mediums in general it created a lot of uh, whiskey balls. You know, a lot of guys shit talking. Guy, Fuck yeah. you. You know, it's mm. like. And then you run into them in person, the ones oh, you I didn't know, really mean that. Like, yeah, you know, I was just fucking with you. That's yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, Do I'll get again, lost, shithead, you know? especially in these days, I'll get lost for like 10 minutes looking at an argument in Instagram comments. I think it's the funniest thing. I just think it's the funniest thing sometimes. And I don't know I don't, why I don't I argue do with that. anybody on Instagram. You know, like I, I save all of that shit for Facebook. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of doing it. With sports, I don't know why. I don't know what yeah. makes me say. Well, what Pete, makes me want to jump in? When everybody does something. it with politics, like you know, yeah. with Bernie dropping out of the race recently. Yeah. Like my yeah. my Facebook Which feed saddens is, me to no end. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, but, you know, you know as well as I do. Who we're both huge Bernie supporters. Yeah. His chances of winning the Democratic nomination were always stacked against him. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but it really felt. You know, there. You know that that right before Super Tuesday, right before South Carolina. When he was, you got Iowa. Yeah, you got. You got uh, there was a nice uptick there. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a light. Was, yeah, there was something that really made me kind of think, like, "Whoa, we over. did it." Uh, yeah. Well, I, they His did, own guys. You they know. did. I mean, it wasn't so. It wasn't so crazy. I mean, you know, a few people dropped out, and those people endorsed Biden. So it Buttigieg, Kolachar. Uh, Col- yeah, you guys, how, exci- how excited about um, Joe Biden are you guys? I mean, how excited are you? None, zero. Crickets. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I'm gonna vote for him. You know, so am I. It's, it's so like, am yeah. I. you know. And I don't I, mean. I think this is. I think this is a dickhead thing to do, but I want to do it anyway. Uh, I don't think he's gonna win. I don't think he is either. <laughs> I'm so sorry oh, to boy. say that. I don't, Max. I agree with you. Just I don't all, think he will. Why don't we just? Like, I'm not. Meal. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, let's not, go stick I'm our head cool, in the fucking I'm not oven cool now. About it. And, I, and I and honestly, I I feel bad about those comments that are like, okay, well, let's enjoy Trump and for uh, for another four years. But there is something inside of me that's not gonna. I I can't lie and 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 act like I don't. I see don't know that. though. This coronavirus, I think this is like a game changer because it's like now the people with the red hats are dropping dead. You know, and and they're gonna wonder, well, where you know? But those people guy? with the red hats are blaming China, <laughs> and they're like, oh well, it's all, everybody in New York City's dying anyhow. Yeah, you know, I mean, the numbers are skewed very negatively towards black and brown people. Yeah, absolutely, and those red Crazy. hats, yeah. you know, they don't give a shit about that. No, yeah, we, we, you know. It sucks. Yeah, it's just, it really does. This and should this should be the end of his presidency? There, and there is he fucked this up. You know, the there is one slogan True. in this whole political thing. Kind of getting back to the Biden thing. And I don't. Okay, so vote blue, no matter who. I don't mind that slogan. I understand. I don't it. Either. I get it. I mean, that's that's. I don't like the um, return to normal slogan. Oh, the new normal. That well, is will be the new normal. Return Fuck you. No, return to normal. To me. Is like blue MAGA. 
to me. Like I like kind normal. Of, yeah. Like what do we? Was it that great? No. Before Trump, like <laughs> no, it wasn't exactly. totally that great before Trump. It's like a lot of things were kind of. It just appeared better to me. Like I like I think I think. Well, our, well, our, our did an guy was an amazing job of making you know? us feel like we were on our way to 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 better things. Look, uh, you know, I I loved Obama and he was an okay president. I mean, yeah. like he really pulled us out of the fucking tailspin sure. when he got elected, yeah. he inherited yeah. the worst yeah. economy this country had seen in yeah. 75 years. Yeah. You know, and I praise and him for that. And this imbecile cannot stop blaming uh, Obama for his his own fuck ups. And gutting you know? gutting yeah. all his programs and gutting all, the CDC, man. Gutting everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, the, the, there was no way that the, we could have been prepared for this yeah. without you know, the science and research. Yeah. And you know what? The CDC, to their credit, these guys, you know, they saw SARS coming. They saw they saw yeah. this stuff coming from a long way off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, and it makes it makes you think, like, you know, what what could have been, you know, the situation now if, if, if he was still in office or yeah. if someone to his caliber was still in office. Or you know, any, uh, any functioning fucking adult, you know, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean this guy's like, just a fuckstick. Yeah, you see him he, jump in front of Fauci last week. No, because he loves the camera. He's yeah. such a fucking egomaniac. Yeah. He cannot let anybody else get camera right. time. Yeah, he's I, impressed with his ratings. That's all he fucking talked. Oh, have you uh, seen my ratings during they're Corona? Very, they're very impressed with how we treated. It. It's oh. like, meanwhile, it's like open your eyes, shithead. Because mm-hmm. you know, this country people are dropping dead left and right. I mean. Yeah. I, you know, the newspapers every morning, they give you a total of who has perished from this in the last day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, Illinois was 81 yesterday. I mean... New York is, is scary, man. Oh, it's, it's... My heart goes out. To every them, time I know. see Andrew Cuomo on CNN, like, talking, it's like, it's kind of... Like, what can he totally do? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like I'm the sure... What annoys me is his brother who's turning this into, like, this this martyrdom, you know? Uh, Chris Cuomo, he mm. got he got COVID nineteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and I hope I hope he's okay. I hope he will survive this. He said a lot of bizarre stuff about it. He said like mm. stuff about like hallucinations. Yeah, dad yeah I've, I've heard that from other and, too. You and, know? Yeah, I I think uh, nah, you know, I think his message was okay. I don't know, like I don't know though. I yeah, mean, Tony, he's also was, from a what, different what, spot. Yeah, what, what 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 problems do you have with Chris? Um, just that it seems to be de- uh, devised and designed as a ratings getter. Oh well, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you, you, job. you're that yeah. worried about coronavirus. Uh, don't have a camera crew in your fucking house, right? Well, he looked you like know? he was. He looked like he had like a home setup the way, where he was talking, which I'm sure he kind of had it. Yeah, probably. Maybe yeah. set up for him. Yeah, like someone came in. His yeah, house one guy could come up. in and yeah. light up a room for that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of these late night guys are doing this stuff yeah. from home. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's not like they're. Yeah, but, I can't watch. I can't watch that. Like I can't watch Jimmy Fallon on a good day. Well, po- I mean, even <laughs> watching him podcasts, at home with his kids, it's like no thanks. Even Jimmy. even yeah. podcasts like that are usually shot in a studio. I mean, now those look kind of weird. It's like they look like old school podcasts from two thousand nine when they were first coming out. I say we're ahead of our time. You know? <laughs> yeah, we foresaw the. We didn't need. We knew we shouldn't have done YouTube because yeah, we would have just we been us. This bullshit, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, it, it, it's hot. I mean, the last the last three weeks, I've also gotten a chance to like take some deep breaths, walk around that park all the time, and think a lot. Yeah. And just just think about what's what's important. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, at- I I you know I have a conspiracy going on. What's that? Well, I, I um I've been thinking about this, and then my 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 buddy Greg just brought it up, like like actually said it and i was like okay i I didn't know if i was the only one kind of thinking like that this could be a a fun conspiracy idea what if this was all something we had to do for the environment and nobody was going to be able to do it because the environment is not enough motivation to stay inside obviously because it's a virus if you yeah that's that's Uh, not a yeah that's not a wrong thought yeah i mean this came from nature Obviously, people are are dying and people are getting sick. So the conspiracy kind of goes out of the window. Can, can we drop the conspiracy word, though? I mean, it's just like 
that almost like funnels that kind yeah, of thinking, exactly. you know, yeah. I, I understand the point is great. The point yeah. is great. Like, why can't we, cause like we're seeing the waters clear yeah. in, in rivers. Dolphins and Venice canals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the f- wildlife's coming back to the Hudson river too, because there's no boats hey, and stuff. I'm, going I across go over there. there and I feed the geese and the ducks every morning in Humboldt. And you know what? It's an exercise in sanity for me. And I'll tell you what. There is a really healing power yeah. in nature, and, and and also, what about what about our our animal inside Huey? Huey he seems yeah. to be happier that we're always he's really around thrilled him. we're always around. So our animals at a benefiting certain point, from at this. a certain point, Max, he's going to wake up one day and he, he's going to look at himself in the mirror and he's going to go, "Will these motherfuckers ever go <laughs> go yeah. back to work? Get out of here!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, Tony, that park saved my life. On more than one occasion. Yeah, I think it's saving mine, to be honest with you. It's so great to go mm-hmm. walk around there. and you, It's huge. Yeah, and you can really kind of get away from the city Absolutely. for a second. And you oh, know what? Yeah. And you can, you can be alone. You can sit on a bench and read a book. I did that the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just breathe the air. I mean, I you know, when this first whole thing first started, I mean, I was... Waking up at five in the morning, eyes wide open, you know, just scared to death. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, uh, I'm the guy that does things like this get, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, uh, well, I now have no income, you know. Yeah. And um, I went into the park and I thought, okay, well, what else can I try? And, you know, uh, Michelle and I had been kicking around the idea of like jigsaw puzzles yeah so you know in the very near future a whole bunch of my jigsaw puzzles are going to come out we'll give it a try yeah you know and uh we've seen the mock-ups the boxes for them and they look fucking cool yeah <laughs> they look really really good yeah they so, do so so i thought you know sitting in humboldt park for once uh there weren't a million other voices in my head, you know. There wasn't mm-hmm. the twenty-four hour news media. There wasn't, you know, the this that and you know and the, you know, conspiracy theories buzzing about on Facebook. And right. I was just out there watching, you know, the geese, the ducks, the red-winged blackbirds, uh, woodpeckers, uh, flickers grackles and, and dogs and and people have been you know markedly nicer to each other yeah. you know mm-hmm. my next door neighbor just today who i not, not ever really met so look are you guys in need of some hand sanitizer i ordered way way too much and i'd like to share it with my neighbors and it's like wow you know maybe this is the if anything good com- can come out of this calamity, and believe me, plenty of awful and, and hard and tragic uh, things have come from it in the scant, you know, four weeks it's been going on. Yeah, I mean, the escalation of it has been truly frightening. You know, and uh, you know, and this just this last week losing the great John Prine. You yeah. know, I mean, a real treasure. Uh, to this city and this country. But um, that park kind of put me to the mind of like healing. And then, uh, you know, I, I read on, on Facebook, you know, uh, somebody's like, oh, you think this is bad? Wait till the permafrost starts melting from, you know, the icebergs in the water and mm-hmm. the billion year old uh, pathogens, you know, find their way into the the earth. It's, oh, oh yeah. thank you. Thank you for the feel good. Yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah. I was uh, way to put a big fucking smiley face on my day, dickhead. You know? <laughs> I I was uh, facetiming with Stephanie Christian. You remember yeah. Stephanie? And uh, uh, where is she now? She's in um, North Carolina, Asheville. Oh, cool! It's yeah. a great town. Well, you know, she moved there right before this happened. She left her gig, a couple of gigs here in Chicago. She, you know, she's having like trouble filing for unemployment, and she's like in a new place, no job. <laughs> not a lot of friends it's a little it's been hard on her you know yeah. uh but like we went down that whole environmental thing too like you know you know she was talking about when things would quote unquote return to normal and and 
I mean, we'll get back to some sort of normalcy probably next year at some point once a vaccine is created and it's starting to get out there and get distributed. I, I yeah, th- I don't think it's ever going to be the same though. But I mean, this is yeah, this is it, one well, of those titles. It's nine eleven kind of thing where it's like your life is never going to be like it's. We're going to be taking certain precautions. I don't know what I don't Forever. know what it's going to yeah. be, but it's yeah. There's some. Something's gonna happen. It's gonna be like a well, you, when everybody clapped their hands after the plane ride lap, like something like that is gonna, like stuff like that is gonna be like going on for like years to come. And it's just like we're, it, yeah, I don't know. I look, I don't know if that's inappropriate to say. No, no, sorry. no. I don't think it's inappropriate. <laughs> I think I, I I see what you're saying, and I yeah. think you know, like nine eleven is a, a very good thing to compare it to. Right. You know, we had all, everybody came together. Everybody, we weren't fucking arguing about Republicans and Democrats. We were kind of joined together and we mourned together. And, you know, all those things are going to happen, too. And I think there's going to be some goodwill. I also think we're going to in we'll start to forget about that shit in a couple of years. And people are going to I mean, just because. Yeah. A, A, we need to. That's how we kill viruses as a species. You know, we spread, uh, you know, it around and then we build up an immunity to Mm -hmm. it. And that's how we do that, you know. Um, so, you know, some sort of return to normalcy, like I, I'm going to hug both of you eventually. It's going to fucking happen. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm going to see my friends again. You yeah. know, wouldn't I'm, you be surprised when we both get a boner? <laughs> <laughs> you and Max, right? Not mm. me and you. <laughs> Wish we had YouTube now. Um, um, no, but, it's, it, yeah, it's a very, it, it, it's really weird. I mean, uh. It's made. I think it's made people more circumspect, sure. and I think uh, I think it's made everyone a little nicer, except for you know the asshole who occupies the White House, the Cheeto in charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, there's other stuff that's bothering me though. Like, like, like what's that? So certain things haven't been canceled yet. Yeah, like, like like Lollapalooza. That's or, what I was about to get at, and I think Fork and Riot Fest. Kind of I mean. like I think, I think not having, and I know some of you fucking people are gonna kill me for saying this, but I think we could do a couple years without. A, hey, let's make it a few years without this huge music festival. I think I'm we would that. see some weird benefits to the city. I don't know what it would be, yeah. but yeah. Well, what, yeah. what I mean, what, what weird benefits do you think we'd get by not doing that? I just feel like the park would be healthier. I don't know what it. I, I, I yeah. Just, like well, it just, uh, uh, here's the if you've you ever seen the day after uh, Lollapalooza. Yeah. Yeah, oh no, I know it they, always they, rains. And I they, mean, they, to their credit, they pay to have it all restored. Stuff, but but it, the city loses the park for like up. three weeks because yeah. of Lollapalooza. Yeah. Look, you know, I work for Riot Fest. I know Riot Mike. Yeah. You know, when when they had the festival here in this oh, park, right? I, and they I, I love this thing. park. Yeah. And before yeah. I worked for them, they spent tens of thousands of dollars fixing parts of the park that they never touched. Yeah. They are great stewards of the places that they I like, throw. I like the guys who run Riot Fest yeah. a lot. Yeah, they're good know. guys. And Pitchfork. I like that. Yeah. I love that. I think, so I, think I, I Riot think, Fest is a little better, though, population-wise. It's not overcrowded. I mean... Well, I mean, Or look, Pitchfork. Pitchfork it, is not assholes to elbows. Yeah. Look, it's I, only Lollapalooza that they're in there like a... Packed like in like sardines. It's, it's, it's a Look, <laughs> at the front of the stage, it's still thousands and thousands yeah, of yeah, people yeah. all packed yeah. in. Yeah. Trust me. Look, I hear what you're saying. I, myself included, but I know a lot of people who de- who depend on street festivals mm-hmm. and, and all of this stuff to make money. Bartenders who pick up these shifts on the weekends. I have friends yeah. that fly in from out of state because they've moved away from Chicago but still come back over the for summer the gig. for yeah. the gigs. And so I'm really worried about that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I want a scientist mm-hmm. yeah. to tell me this is safe or we think it would be better not to. Right. I don't yeah. want to hear a politician. I don't want to hear a fucking banker. I don't want to a rock star telling me this shit. I want a scientist who says this could be good. This could be bad. Agreed. But that's assuming that at this juncture, a scientist can actually tell you that. I don't think they can can yet. I'm a bit of a scientist myself. And I just want to say that I think it would be good. (laughs) If we had a couple 
Doctor um, Fitzpatrick. A couple years without Lollapalooza. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that big of a. Deal. You just don't want Lollapalooza. You yeah, I don't either. Right? No, 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 no. I don't hate. I did Lollapalooza. their poster, and I don't. I have a like very them. weird. You know? I have a weird thing about Lollapalooza. Yeah, they, he did the posters, so it's like. Okay. And I still don't go. You um, know. I, you know, I've saw. I've seen some of the best shows ever. Um, so I don't know. I. I mean, I like it, but they, they, I don't like what it. I don't like the energy it brings. It brings a weird energy. It brings this like, like I gotta get the I gotta get to the front too. Get out of my way and like put yeah. like all the pushy kids. And then you got like the adults who don't really get it, and yeah, they're just like don't go, snotty, don't go, it, don't go. Nobody's forcing you. To and go. all the snotty music experts, I, like I saw them <laughs> ten years ago when they were good. You know, yeah. yeah I don't, I'm, I don't I'm go, but. Are you that fucking guy? The guy with his backpack and his own no, 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 his own personal water bottle and you know no, but holding forth on everything. No, I'll tell you about the time I saw them played with in front of six people at a shitty bar fifteen years ago. Yeah, you're that guy, really? Oh Oh, my god! Oh my god! (laughs) I'm a snob about music. I I do that. If you saw someone early, don't you always say you saw that you have the story when you saw them early? One of the best shows. He's about to do it. One of the best shows I've ever seen was with you and Gabby uh, Wyatt Waddell at Coles. Oh yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. Man, that was a that was a marvelous show. Yeah, you know, um, and and that young man is uh, out of the intonation program in Chicago, which uh, you know, and sadly their benefit got canceled, like every mm-hmm. you know, other canceled. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know about really big gatherings anymore. You know, I don't. I don't. For for right how, now. How anyway. about this? The hundredth episode of the Max and Tony show. We wanted to do it. We wanted live. to do it live. Yeah. Well, we can still do it live. We just... We're thinking about doing <laughs> it at a Forbidden Route and inviting. We'll drop know, it on YouTube. <laughs> you know, inviting like 200, 200 people. Sure. You know? Sure. Assuming we have two hundred listeners, which I begin to believe we do. We got a couple hundred listeners. Yeah. Yeah. We just got enough. We got some. Ro- um, Rochambeau, you still still yeah, out there? He's still out there. Still out there, buddy. Rochambeau. What if he was listening and he was like, I'm still here. They still hey, Chris, does your mom still listen? No. No. She doesn't. She doesn't really? <laughs> There's no I think she just fell off. Yeah. You know? It, it's it's easy to fall. Well, when you fall off, it's like don't act like you have to catch up with every episode. Just Click the most recent one. That's exactly. what it is. That's yeah. what it is. It'll be every bit as idiotic as the first yeah. one. Like when people yeah. are like, where should I start? I'm like, the most recent one. It's like, what are you going to do? Go episode one and hear about like, you know, if they're like Charlottesville, like, no, like, <laughs> like back I, in the day, like, oh, man. I would tell, I would ask, yeah. you know, what are they interested in? Yeah. You know, we've yeah. interviewed interesting artists, interesting yeah. musicians, no, directors. Yeah. I mean, like, all, like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah you know, I, there's a lot that I'd point them in that direction. I think it's, it's a pretty good menu, yeah, you know, I, as I look back. I on think it, we make sure to kind of uh, <clears throat> recycle certain things every now and then. So, like, like it can be kind of. It, well, now we're kind of discussing the process of our show, and we shouldn't be revealing to the audience. No, but about I, that. I do know in the coming months when this when this bullshit's over, uh, we're going to have Neil Steinberg on from the Chicago Sun Times. We're going to have Rick Kogan on. Yeah, and um, you know Jennifer Reader again. You, you know it's uh, a you know it's a very wanted guest. Who's that? Could you take a guess? He's wanted. He's wanted. He's very, he's very, very, very requested. Well, that could be, you know, a billion people. Who? Buzz killed me. I, you know, I'd love to get him on here. Drive-in reviews. I think Buzz. Part two podcast. He works, he's worked with Jonathan Brandmeier for a long time. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, they they just started doing, uh, they just started doing their thing. On like Saturday morning. I just talked to him the other day. Yeah, well, you know awesome. what? I'll make it a point to uh, get Buzz to do this yeah, with us. I'm, I'm sure he would. That's a dude that, like, I think, I because I. Oh, that's I don't a know man how many, with a long storied history. Believe well, me, I, I don't know how many times like he's been brought up to me about as a potential guest from people, and then also like we've told a few stories about him on the podcast. As oh, well. Buzz! Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, especially when the, when the radio station went down. 
Yeah. When what was the big rock station? The, the Loop. The, the Loop. loop. Yeah, we t- talked yeah. a lot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, Buzz and I worked together for ten years. And yeah. We've been friends since 1986. Yeah. And it's crazy because there's not like a when lot he was of standing behind me in a bar about to break a beer bottle over my head. Uh, but yeah, but think about yeah, but and you've told that story on the podcast. Yeah, but there's probably hours and hours of 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 time you guys have spent together. Yeah, on the radio, uh, on, and on, seeing, on the TV, and movies. Yeah, and seeing movies seeing and, and just hanging out in general, and not a lot of evidence of that on the internet like there's some archived stuff here and there but it's kind of crazy like i don't know that i don't know that the loop ever kept all of the driving reviews there uh the most recent okay first of all uh if anybody has any drive-in reviews like recordings or tapes please 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 let us know and we can uh we can work something we can work something out i don't even want to put it up i i just want to i just want to watch it um or hear it. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. It's, it was, you know, pretty much all audio. Yeah, so, well, audio, but I'm talking about the Comedy Central show. We only did six of them. Yeah, but I'm sure um, there's someone out there. I'm sure somebody, might yeah, somebody has something. video. But, uh, yeah, but um, what, what was I going to say? We had fun. I yeah. mean, we, we used to go to the screening room, and every film critic of note from the Midwest was there. Mm-hmm. Gene and Roger, uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum, David Kerr, um, all the folks from The Reader, Nick DiGilio, our pal from mm-hmm. WGN. Right. They would all be there. And uh, you What know, was this one moment where, like, someone was, like, someone was, uh, there was one critic who was, like, lagging behind or something, and they and they were holding, like, the theater, like, to, to wait for them. Yeah, and whoever yeah, got there, yeah. Roger Ebert just gets up and goes, I was waiting for, and you, I don't know. I'm no, no, Roger, 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 uh, Cisco was running, like, 10 minutes late. So Roger goes, hey, look, you know, the minute he walks in, everybody's okay. screaming unison, asshole, <laughs> you know. And sure enough, we did it. And like, and Gene was, his feelings were hurt. These are his colleagues and his friends. And he knew Roger was behind it. You know, I mean, it turned into, they always did shit like that to each other. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, that YouTube video of them in the outtakes. Cisco came out in one of a screening once and took Roger's limo uh, in, in LA. <laughs> no, no, not a screening. Uh, his limo to the airport. Oh really? And he he walks uh, out, and um, the driver goes, I'm, "I'm I'm supposed to get Mr. Ebert." He goes, "He he went ahead, so you're taking me." And sure enough, <laughs> fucking Roger without a ride. So I mean, they oh. were constantly pulling shit like that on each other. You know, that's funny. Yeah, and they grew into you know the warmest of friends. You know, I mean. But also, nothing. is there a more famous critic of anything? Fuck no. No, they were Anything? they were it. Yeah. Simon um, Cowell, maybe? Simon Cowell's a dick. <laughs> like and is he a critic or is he a judge? He's, He's a judge. He's a judge. He's a lonely so, fucking ass. But no, like really I can't like like and then movie critics go, it's like there's that there's like that one guy, not not Roper, but the other like he has glasses. What the hell was Shall no, no. Uh, he like interviewed George Lucas. Oh, he was those... on the Today Show in the eighties with glasses oh, with... and a bad mustache. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What was his that name? guy? Gene Shalit. Gene Shalit. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Wait, it, I know who. Okay, I know who that guy is. Are you talking was... about a Chicago guy? It was like the man. He had like. I was like, like, how did Max he, know Gene? He Shalit? interviewed. No, he. I know who he is. I know who he is. I know who he is. Is he even alive anymore? I. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, man, do you uh, care? I don't. <laughs> yeah. He was vaguely entertaining. I guess I never thought so. I always thought he was a dick. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are I you just... thinking of, Michael Medved, the oh, the moral man. majority guy? Ew. Yeah, he was a. He did idiot. like he did like a bunch of. Okay, so remember when Star Wars dropped that big trilogy VHS set? That a lot of people had it, like people went nuts for it. We had it. Um, Gene Shalit is still alive, ninety-four years old. Sorry. Yeah. Um, before all of these movies start, there's like this big interview about each movie before, like, and then it leads you into the movie. And this guy who's like a famous movie review guy, I can't, dude. It's not this. I guy? found the video. It's not that guy. No, no, no. 
That's that's Gene. <laughs> I have the video. Hold on, I'll just play. I'll, I'll play, play it and the, then pause. Oh, are you talking about the guy from the Inside the Actor Studio? No, not James Lipton. James Lipton. Yeah. No, these guys all have some weird similar Man, looks. Career kissing ass for you know thirty years. <laughs> hold on, hold What's on. What's your favorite I don't, color? I gotta turn the What's volume off. What's your favorite word? <laughs> Pretentious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was a schmuck. Damn it. Me and Michelle met him at a a party on Long Island once. Yeah. In the Hamptons. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is outside enjoying this This barbecue, this beautiful day. This guy's inside watching a tape of himself interview De Niro. Oh, God. He kind of looks like Buzz, this guy. But you've seen this guy. Oh, who is that? Leonard Malton. Leonard Malton. Yeah. Leonard Malton. We got him. Don't tell Buzz. Don't tell we Buzz. Got him. He looks like Leonard Malton. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, what's although that? Leonard Malton seems okay. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, like just in this particular screenshot, he does. I, I don't think he, in general. I think does. he was. I mean, he was certainly a legit, you know, uh, personality. In yeah. The yeah. He seemed world. to know his movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean. The, there was, you know, uh, every major network had somebody on their team that was, you know, known for that. Gene Shaw yeah, was after, NBC. After Gene and Roger, I mean, everybody had to have a movie critic. Weren't they you doing know? it on WGN, though? No, no. Well, they, they were on... Uh, at the movies. Where did, what, what, was, uh, CBS. Was it CBS? First, it started on Channel 11. Yeah. It was WTTW. called Sneak Previews. Yeah. And... Then they went to uh, Disney, you know, CBS. Huh. And, um, you know, I mean, they... Did Disney own CBS were, back yeah, in the day? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. They, uh, they were the gold standard hmm. for that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. They tried, you know, Neil Gabler and Michael Medved and uh, uh, somebody else uh, and Michael Medved, who was just uh, a schmuck. Yeah. Um. We sat through a screening with him once, and he was, he was, you know, miserable experience. Uh, we just wished he wasn't in the room. Yeah, you know, it's like right when he started, you know, being part of the moral majority's plan. Sure. You know? hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, working with Buzz was fun because we we mostly saw the movies together too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And Buzz would find the most arcane, weird horror movie that got released to like one fucking screen, mm-hmm. and we'd have to go up to the portage. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. right, you got to remember when this started, the Dearborn Theater mm-hmm. was still operating and showing movies. We yeah. saw there was a lot of we saw movie rats theaters. running back and forth. Yeah, uh, in the aisles. Yeah, and we saw Clue Gulliger in The Offspring. And that was a dump of a little theater too. I went and saw a couple of movies there. Oh, we saw them at, at the then titled Oriental Theater. What, oh, yeah, a, the what about theater. like the the biograph the and, and the three pennies? Yeah, cinema. we went to oh, all of three them. Penny, and then yeah. the village. Remember the village theater? Yeah, we went to the village all the time. Man, yeah. I I that was a really nice little like low key. Yeah, we went there a few times. What mm-hmm. did we see? We saw Talladega Nights there. No, we didn't. No, I saw Talladega Nights at. Uh, the day at the Davis, and I saw that with uh, I saw that with my buddy uh, Yoram. I I only remember this because it was like one of the it was like a couple of days before high school started. Yeah, I only remember. I, I, it's a weird one. Um, Bobby, uh, Ricky Bobby, Ricky, Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bibby, <laughs> yeah. Ricky Bibby. Yeah. One of the greatest performances by Sasha Baron Cohen I've yeah. ever seen. He's you know? funny. He's good. He, oh, he's a great actor. You. I'm going to beat you, Ricky Booby. I still think that Borat thing is hilarious. I still think parts of Bruno are really fucking the, insane. Yeah, the funny. TV show was great because it was oh, yeah. smaller oh, bits yeah, of all yeah, three yeah. of those yeah. characters. And nobody knew. Nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody knew, knew who the hell he was. was. I saw him interviewing Pat Buchanan. It was the funniest goddamn thing I ever saw. Oh, yeah. How about when I'm he not, interviewed Donald Trump? <clears throat> I never saw that. Oh, he was like, well, he Donald Trump was trying to break down like how business has always been a part of, you know, mankind. He's like, you know, they used to trade sticks and stones, you know, and uh, and then and then, <laughs> Ali just goes, 
why was they uh, trading the sticks and stones? Yeah. I, I don't know. But, I, but mean, was, I know you. <laughs> but Donald Trump is just like he's doing his very best to keep engaged. Like he's not yeah. gonna. He's not trying to like. I don't I know. know you, just like, I know oh. you as a geezer, but why are they trading <laughs> sticks and stones? Um, yeah, I I've uh, this past few weeks. Uh been thinking about a lot you know just been mm -hmm. thinking about you know where we go from here what uh you know if i hear one more person say the new normal i'm gonna fucking puke um but, uh, return to normal yeah I, I don't think it's we're ever gonna return to that no, that normal i mean i think we will return <laughs> to you know something familiar maybe but uh i think there's this great cartoon I saw. Uh, it was a couple kind of hugging each other. And the guy's going, uh, after this, what? Uh, what's going to change? And uh, the woman goes, everything. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, anyway, uh, I wrote an essay. Um, and uh, I'd like to end this by reading it. Sounds good to me. Um, this is a uh, entry in my Corona diary, which I've been keeping since this started. A pestilence isn't something made to a man's measure. Albert Camus, the plague. The rats, the rats are nothing. Then a man walks by with a box full of dead rats. Also Albert Camus, the plague. One of the telling realizations in Camus' masterpiece, The Plague, is the populace finally understanding that the disappearance of the rats is because of the plague. Though the horrific malady is never quite named, it's implied that it is another iteration of the bubonic plague, which whipped through Europe and wiped out about a third of the then-known population with its virulence. Camus' novel imagines a return of this darkness. The plague actually killing rats is a sign of just how fucked they are. In the dark ages, armies catapulted huge piles of dead rats over the walls of towns and cities they wished to conquer. Therefore, efficiently figuring out a delivery system for the dreaded pestilence. The plague is set in the Algerian town of Oran, a port town remarkable only in its ordinary and pedestrian drabness. It is a town completely occupied with commerce. It suspects nothing. Camus' novel for me has always been a meditation on faith, which is, what do you put your faith in? Medical science or prayer? As the body count escalates, there are furious calls and cants for everyone to drop to their knees and beg forgiveness or to fight the plague with medical science and action. The book's main character, a doctor named Bernard Rieu, chooses to treat those afflicted and try and protect those not yet sick and fight off the zealots under the sway of superstition and bad information. It is a book that might be the most important book I ever read. It asks of us, what is our faith good for? Where is it best placed in the humans around us to do the hard work of being nurses, doctors, policemen, and firemen and women, delivery people, grocery workers, food prep workers, streets and sand workers, people who might not want to go out and work and deal with the risk of exposure to COVID-19, but they do it anyway because they understand that without their essential contributions, the world goes off the rails. I've been a frequent visitor to Costco of late. Well, once a week anyway. I put on my mask and me and my wife go at 8 a.m. on a Tuesday or a Thursday because that's when they let all the old farts in. There are five people in our house. We're happy to leave for an hour or two. Everyone has been great, but one longs to breathe the fresh air, to be outdoors, and to actually see your fellow citizens, if only from six feet away. Costco is a pleasant experience in all of this. The staff is compensated fairly and are extremely helpful and pleasant. I've had other friends loathe the big box store experience, and Costco comes as a revelation to them. 
If you need 50 pounds of gummy bears, Costco is your store. You want three gallons of pretzel nuggets, Costco. 36 croissant, a 20-inch chicken pot pie, vegetables, fruit, you name it, they got it, Bunky. The people who work there are also sensitive to the fact that a lot of their shoppers are scared and tentative and in bad need of a smile. I also walk around my neighborhood a lot with my dog, Huey. He's a big hoss, so people at first give him a wide berth, and then they notice his tail is always wagging, and he gets a smile and a greeting. Dogs are natural empaths. I notice that even now when people are so reticent and tentative around each other, everyone is happy to see the dog. It breaks the ice. We usually exchange nervous laughs and good wishes, and always including stay safe. I don't notice any indifference. If anything, the community I'm part of is look for ways to help one another. My friend Doug Fogelson sent out a letter via email to a wide swath of his friends, and he has lots of friends and for very good reasons, encouraging us to help one another, bartering, dropping off necessary things to one another at the door, in short, looking out for each other. The virus has been awful and tragic. It has also heightened the human instincts of kindness and generosity in one another. It has also yet again underlined the astonishing lack of leadership in place at the national level. The mentally defective imbecile who occupies the White House wields power with the capriciousness of a spoiled toddler. He is vicious and venal, a product of wealth, entitlement, and privilege, who just may get us killed in his ignorance. That he defies the better minds informing this crisis and cheerleads for quack medicine and feel-good bromides from religious imbeciles is further evidence that him getting elected was like throwing the keys to a NASA rocket to the biggest simpleton in the monkey house. It would be comical were the body count not so tragically high. The city of Chicago has had its share of tidal events, the great fire which all but wiped out our city, only to be rebuilt in three years. Riots rooted in everything from racism to labor. More than one murderous heat wave and, of course, flu pandemics, as well as Arctic-like cold spells. This is different. This is title in a way that suggests we nor our world will be the same when it's over, if it is ever over. This is a virus, neither alive nor dead. The only constant is immutable change. This may come back in flits, fits and flare-ups and perhaps in more deadly iterations. The common cold has never been cured. It too is a virus. But we figured out how to slow it down and dry it up, making it less lethal. But it is a persistent sickness and a gateway for other viruses and pathogens. Right before the turn of the millennium, I read a bunch of those books that scare the shit out of you. The Hot Zone, The Coming Plague, and books like that. I had to stop. It was wigging me out in a way that devalued being alive and appreciating all the good fortune that surrounded me. It was also feeding into the Y2K paranoia and the screaming Mimi shit you hear religious whack jobs always scaring people with. Ooga booga, ooga booga. One of the stock of trade secrets of these douchebags is the end of days or the rapture or the second coming. La 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 la. Whenever Reverend Jim Bob needs some coin, he starts pimping the apocalypse. That puts asses in the seats. This makes a cash register ring. This will buy you a 10-acre megachurch in Goatscrote, Alabama. Well, hallelujah, assholes. As hustles go, you can't beat God or Jesus. These drool cases will do anything for Jesus. I'm always perplexed when I hear athletes thank God. Really? Just once I want to see an interview from the losing team's locker room. Well, Joe, that big dodger in the sky really hosed us today. Rogered us, but good. Seriously, we had men in first and second tying run at the plate. 
when Jesus decided to horse fuck us standing up with that double play to end the game. It was a real disappointment. Today, Joe, God was a Yankee. During the current plague, and yes, at this point, it's fair to call it that, I've seen people of faith do amazing, deeply human things, and they come from all corners and cultures of our city. It's heartening to see so many show up and risk exposure to COVID-19 in order to ease the sufferings of their fellow citizens. Whatever these folks are paid, it isn't nearly enough. I also noticed that none of the megachurches have opened their doors to the victims of this. Surely one could fashion a hospice out of one of those stadium-sized gaudatoriums. All they do is rattle the collection plate and preach bigotry and hate. It is interesting to note that in Albert Camus' The Plague, one of the signs that the plague has ceased is that the rats have returned. Life's most reviled scavengers are suddenly an omen of hope. That idea, the idea that even the most unwelcome life persists, is triumph enough. As I write this, news of John Prine's passing is coming over the radio. This plague is for real. It's killing those whom we know and love. It's killing those among the best of us. Lou Reed said it the best a long time ago, life's good and not fair at all. Godspeed, John Prine. Find what you love and protect it. Every morning as I write this diary, I have this mantra in my head. Find the good, find the kindness, find the beauty in everything. And this too shall pass. Here's hoping. Kid, take us out. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning into our 83rd episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer, next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Drink their beer. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Chris Bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would usually at this point tell you to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom, but... Well, we're closed because we're we, fucked. We are closed... Because we are fucked. And if you want to catch up on old episodes, go to themaxandtonyshow.com. You have a lot of time. I know we were talking about how you don't have to watch old episodes, but maybe you do. Yeah. Maybe you got to catch some gems. Exactly. Listen to some of our nuggets. Yeah. And then just stay tuned next time for our 84th episode. 84. Where were you in 84? Uh, getting my head out of my ass finally. We'll discuss it on the 84th. All right. You know that old trees just grow stronger And old rivers grow wilder every day Old people just grow lonesome Waiting for someone to say